Thank you for downloading episode 99 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. of Bakayoko and here comes Tyler Onyango down the left side Forest Green Rovers are inside the Morgan penalty area Onyango hits the side net in should have done better and Morgan were turned over there and Forest Green Rovers hitting with pace that's the best opportunity of the game to either side and it's fallen the way of the visitors in the 19th minute Robson might fancy this with his left foot might be a right footer let's see whistle goes it is going to be a right footer, it's up, it's over the wall and that's a good stop low down to his right hand side by Connor Ripley. Gibson cutting infield inside the centre circle, Not again, not much on, back to Badeau it goes. Liam Shaw hugging the touchline in front of the Berlin Wall, down the line to Adam Mayer, gets it back from Liam Shaw, lovely foot, right this time Shaw gets the shot away as well, he spilt it into the path of Cole Stockton who puts it in the back of the net but the flag is up for offside. And Forest Green Rovers have got away with one there. That was beautiful play from Liam Shaw. Linking up really well with Adam Mayer. Got on the edge of the box. Unleashed the shot. It's straight at the keeper, Ross Dewan. Who do, it just hit him in the chest. He should have caught it, really. And it spun out to Cole Stockton, who was lurking six yards out. He smashed it in off the bar. But the flag's up for offside, and it won't count. And here comes Jamie Robson. He's in on the left-hand side. Gets to cross into. And that's headed away at the near post by Farron Wilson for another Forest Green Rovers corner. And that's got to be, what, six, seven corners that Forest Green Rovers have had now. But in fairness, Morecambe have defended stoutly so far. It's just that final third that, and the counter-attack that just hasn't quite clicked for us today. Corner comes in towards the edge of the six-yard box. Farron Rawson again gets his head on it. It's going to fall for Dominic Bernard. He's going to chip it towards the back post. Flag stays down. There's the chance that Forest Green Rovers were looking for and they've scored. And Duncan Ferguson's team might have nicked it here at the Mazuma Stadium inside the last 10 minutes. We didn't clear our lines. We thought we got the job done, but back it came from Bernard. Ball across the face of the six-yard box and it's nodded in at the back post for Morecambe nil. Forest Green Rovers won. And it's a substitute off the bench. He had a simple task, really. Three or four yards out and we didn't mark him. And he just nodded the ball past Connor Ripley in front of a stunned Bartokan. And headed clear by Badeau. It's going to fall for Adam Mayer, who's going to go back to his keeper, Connor Ripley. Two minutes to go. Morecambe looking for the equaliser. Ripley midway inside his own half. Now he's that sweeper keeper and and chips it towards Cole Stockton on the edge of the box. Stockton battling for it. Michael Mellon might fall for Stockton! Who smashes it into the top corner for the equaliser? It was proper Route 1 stuff, that from Connor Ripley. 
chipped the ball towards the edge of the area. It fell for Mellon, who didn't panic, laid it into the path of Stockton, and Cole the goal buries it for his fourth goal of the season. And the Shrimps, out of nowhere, might just have salvaged the point against Forest Green Rovers. Here comes Crowley, switches out towards this right-hand side, into the path of Mellon, it goes Michael Mellon across the keeper, and it's just wide. Goodness me, what an introduction that would have been off the bench for Michael Mellon. Did really well to turn at the near post there, across the bows of Ross Dewan, and it whistles just wide of the far post. Ripley goes towards Stockton, falls nicely for Crowley midway inside. The Forest Green Rovers half, 10 seconds of the ninth of the stoppage time still to go. Samaya, we've got to get this ball in the box. Crowley chips it towards the back post. It might fall for Jensen Weir. Last opportunity, Weir shot. Oh, it's saved down to his right-hand side. He didn't catch it anywhere near as well as he'd have wanted to. But that was perhaps the chance we had to win it. Fell for Jensen Weir and his snap effort is saved low down to his right-hand side by Ross Dewan. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. And that is probably the last action of this game. Doing on the edge of his area. He's going to clear that one right-footed. Referee puts the whistle to his lips. And it ends all square here at the Mazuma Stadium. And given that Morecambe had played so well to win four games on the bounce here at home in League One. Credit has to go to Duncan Ferguson's Forest Green Rovers. They came with a game plan and they stuck to it for the full 90 minutes and they very nearly got their reward. It would have been a proper smash and grab 1-0 victory if they had have held on for all three points. But Cole Stockton coming to the rescue for the Shrimps to salvage a point in the last minute of the 90. Not a classic by any stretch of the imagination. It's not going to make the end of season uh, DVD highlights, uh, that's for sure. But you have to give credit to Big Dunk. Uh, he came to frustrate Morkin and that's exactly what he did we couldn't get our counter-attack going at all really and we didn't really have much in terms of the final third and Forest Green Rovers could well have nicked it themselves in the last 10 minutes we didn't clear across from the second phase and it was the substitute Tyrese Amayoti three yards out who nodded it past Ripley in front of the Barter card. And at that point you thought that Morecambe's eight game unbeaten home run here at the Mazuma was going to come to an end uh, that was until Cole Stockton popped up in the last minute of the game a long clearance forward by Connor Ripley it wasn't dealt with fell to Mellon inside the box he slipped in Cole and he smashed it into the top corner from about 12 yards out to salvage a scarcely deserved point you have to say this afternoon uh, for Derek Adams Morecambe we've not been anywhere near the levels uh, that we have been over the uh, last few weeks but it is another point and another vital point as well in our battle to stay in League One for a third season defeat today would have sucked us further towards Forest Green Rovers as it stands that gap maintains uh, around the seven point mark just having a look at the uh, live 
uh, lead table and uh, the point I don't think is going to be enough to climb us out of the bottom four because of uh, uh, what's going on elsewhere. That point for Forest Green Rovers uh, lifts them uh, a point closer uh, to Cambridge United, but they're still going to be bottom. It's Forest Green, Cambridge, Accrington and Morecambe occupying the final uh, relegation spot uh, this afternoon. Boos echoing around as the, the match officials uh, leave the field of play here at the Mazuma Stadium. Not a classic. We'll take the point. We'll move on from it. And, of course, that makes nine games unbeaten here at home for Derek Adams. Morecambe going into a very, very tough away assignment against Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday night. It's games like this and it's points like this that can potentially keep us up because Forest Green Rovers haven't gained any ground on us. It's a disappointing performance. They came with a plan and it worked, but we managed to get something still from the game. Another unbeaten game at home. You know, it stretches a run to nine games and uh, I thought today the players showed some great character. It was never going to be easy when a new manager comes in. Um, he sets his stall out and, and that's what Forest Green did today. They denied space, um, they didn't leave any space for us to play uh, in front. We had the ball with a lot of possession but we just couldn't find the space in behind and uh, you know that's what we've done at times to other teams and it's deeply frustrating and uh, you know credit to them, the, the game plan was, was excellent and uh, you know we've done well to come away you know with a point because um, we were in a losing position at 81 minutes. I think the game probably was uh, a fair draw uh, for both sides. Uh, I didn't think that uh, either side, you know, created a lot of any or many good opportunities in the game. I did say in the first half that it was a very Morecambe performance from Forest Green. The way they did frustrate you. You had you had the possession this time, and and they found it. Well, they made it hard to create any space. Yeah, it's, it's extremely difficult. You know. You can see why uh, we do that at times because if you deny space to the opposition it becomes frustrating uh, your supporters become frustrated because you have a lot of the ball but you don't create many chances and uh, you know last week at uh, derby we did that uh, in the first half and uh, we nearly came away nil nil at half time uh, so you know at times uh, in the season you have to uh, do that because the, the, the opposition as Forest Green probably thought about us, you know, we're on a, a very good run uh, at home. We've been unbeaten for a long period of time. We've been scoring goals and uh, they showed us a lot of respect and, uh, you know, credit to them for that. You mentioned the character. To be, to be one nil down, 83 minutes on the clock, against a team a few points in and around you on the table. Sure, great character to get back into it and a great finish from Cole. But a great layoff from Michael Mellon as well. Yeah, it was a fantastic goal for us. It was a, a long ball into... Uh, Merlin who used his body very well and then a fantastic uh, finish from Cole Stockton and all the players were delighted they just wanted to go and get that uh, winner we nearly got it with Jensen Weir uh, at the edge of the box just slightly deflected into the goalkeeper's hands but uh, credit to the players they keep on going uh, they're a young young squad they've got a lot of learning to do and uh, you know we're trying to, to give them that and it can be frustrating as a manager at times because um, you know they come from the academy systems they don't learn uh, everything that it is to play in League 1 or League 2 and that's why they're here and uh, you know we're helping them do that Michael Mellon of course he also went close not far past the right hand post in about the 89th minute yeah he was close and uh, you know Michael can do that it's just you know at times we just couldn't get that ball into an area where we were going to cause uh, Forest Green 
problems, but credit to them, I thought that um, their shape was very good. Uh, their structure that they played to uh, frustrated us. Changed things at the break, Adam May came on for Ryan Cooney and uh, he showed some good touches early on in the second half. Yeah, we had to come, we came away from playing the, the three at the back um, and we went uh, with four at the back and Ryan Cooney had to come off after coming on in the first period uh, with a foot injury. Adam Mayer came on uh, as well. So um, from that point of view, he uh, has got to get back to doing what he does well uh, and, and taking on players. But it was difficult for him because he came up against Bernard today and he's a, you know, one of the better defenders in League One. In the end, that could be a really vital point, couldn't it? Yeah, it keeps a long and beaten run going at home, which is is important uh, and a point's important as well because any point you can get uh, in this league uh, it can be vital Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday another tough away game for you yeah extremely tough for us we understand that you know Sheffield Wednesday are one of the big sides in the division uh, they're trying to get you know out of this league back into the championship and uh, we know how difficult a game it will be you mentioned that you came close to bringing somebody in last week any movements there yeah, nothing as yet. No, uh, we tried, uh, we, we failed uh, in that attempt, but uh, we'll continue to to look and, and see if we can. Well, Cole Stockton, a fantastic late equaliser on a frustrating day, maybe, for you and the team. Um, yeah, it was frustrating, but credit to Forest Green. They, their shape was brilliant today and it frustrated us. Um, they were a very good setup, obviously, under the new manager as well. Um, they were so tough to break down, and luckily, they did fall for us in the end. It was always going to be a tough game, wasn't it? The ironic thing for me was, you scored the goal, we've probably, the only time, we played it long all day. Yeah, um, that's what it was, long ball off uh, Mikey and then he set it to me, great set. Um, but I was saying in there, if we were to score 10 minutes earlier, I thought we would have got something. Um, but, like I said, I'd, I'd, that's nine unbeaten at home if I'm right. Um, so we'll take that, that's a, it's a great stuff for us. We've just got to focus on our next game. It was a really, really important point, wasn't it? Not to give Forest Green three points either. Yeah, um, like it's all about the end of the season. Could be a, a brilliant point for us to keep on the board, but we just got to keep picking up points. What about yourself? You got to finish. You just decided I'm going to have a go here. Yeah, you've got to in them areas. Um, I'm going to back myself all day, all day. Um, like I said, it was a great set by Mikey. The game itself, it was hard, wasn't it? It was a tough, tough battle, but you're going to get them at this stage of the season and against teams down at the bottom like yourself. That's it. Um, and it's like my whole break, do you know what I mean? We've got to be able to put up with them types of teams and how they set up against us. And I feel like they set up against us how we normally set up with teams. And it was a bit of a shock to us. We looked nice on the eye first half on the ball, but it wasn't effective, you know what I mean? But it, we are a good team. We're keeping the ball as well, passing the ball. But at the end of the day, goals win games. Say their first half performance was, was a very Derek Adams type performance. Yeah, it was solid. You know what I mean? Like everyone behind the ball, great, great team shape. And like I said, it was tough for us. Michael Mellon, he set you up, and uh, I thought he had a great little contribution for the ten minutes or so he was on. Yeah, he did. He's a great lad. Um, you know what I mean? I thought he nicked it at the end for us there, just went a little bit wide. But no, he's been a great signing for us. Dan Crowley again couldn't really get in the game, but again you can see his potential. Yeah, um, he's just like a little wizard on the ball. You know what I mean? But like, like I said, today was it was just a tough game. They had near enough everyone behind the ball. Going on to Tuesday now, Sheffield Wednesday. You've only had Ipswich, Plymouth, Derby County, and now Sheffield Wednesday away. They're, they're all tough, aren't they? They are. They're, they're a big ass for us, but we've just kind of embraced the challenge. You know what I mean? Obviously, we're going to focus on Peterborough here our next home game but we just got to go there and just get what we can apply ourselves in the right way 
Nine unbeaten here, as you say. You've got Peterborough next Saturday, then Port Vale the Tuesday after. It could be a really big week in the season That's for you. It. We've just got to keep backing ourselves at home, especially because we know how good we are. Obviously, today, first half, we didn't create enough chances for the home team anyway, but a point to point, and we'll take it. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks so much for downloading this episode. Always available on Apple, Google and Spotify. Simply search the Shrimps Verdict and the fullback catalogue at the podcast section of our website too at beyondradio.co.uk. So our uh, very tricky away run continues. We've had Plymouth, we've had Derby, we've had Ipswich. And uh, continues uh, with uh, the other team in the top four in League One this coming Tuesday night. The Valentine's Day trip to Hillsborough uh, to face Sheffield Wednesday. Really looking forward to the game. Uh, the wife, not so chuffed, but, you know, hey-ho. Uh, the fixtures to the fixtures, I suppose, aren't they? And at some point, we've got to come up with a, a what I would call a statement away result and performance. It has to happen. Surely, we can't just go through the whole of the rest of the season only winning once uh, away from home. Certainly, given how good our form has been in recent weeks at the Mazuma. It's not going to be easy, uh, but uh, we go there full of hope and optimism. Ahead of the game, I've been talking to James Mappin. James is an Owl super fan. He's also one of the hosts of Wednesday Till I Die, uh, one of the best fans pods around and uh, the ideal man then to get the full lowdown on Darren Moore's men ahead of our trip to Hillsborough uh, this coming Tuesday. And if you're not heading to the game, as ever, full match commentary on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio will be on FM and DAB plus from 7.30. So James, welcome back to the uh, the Shrimps Verdict podcast. Uh, always great to chat. And uh, since we, we last spoke earlier in the seasons, before the FA Cup, wasn't it, uh, last year, then uh, uh, it, it's not been uh, not been too bad a, a couple of months for you, to say the least. Uh, no, it's been, uh, it's been fantastic, to be honest. Uh, to go on the run that we've been on, I know, obviously now, as we talk, we, we've just been beaten by Fleetwood, but that's in the Cup, so that doesn't really count. But to be 16 games unbeaten in the league... It's fantastic, and you know, I think we've kept seventeen clean sheets so far this season, which is which equals the club record, and we've still got eighteen games to go, which is quite phenomenal, really. So yeah, it's been it's, it's fantastic to be a Wednesday fan at the moment, which I've not said that for quite some time. Now, I think when we spoke earlier in the season, is it fair to say that although things were going well even back then, not quite as well as they are now, of course, but. Is it fair to say there was a, perhaps a little bit of pressure on Darren Moore, if not from the top level, but certainly from some sections of the fan base? And, and has he won those dissenters round now? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. It's a strange one. I think as a fan base, we, we just so desperately want to get out of this league. You know, we go back to 2016 where we were so close to being in the Premier League and we now find ourselves in the third tier of English football. You know, we just don't want to be in this league. It's just as simple as that. And as every game goes by, when the results don't quite go your way or the performance isn't quite what you what you want and things aren't as, as easy as perhaps we might have felt that first thought, you're just thinking, but well, that's one step away from getting where we need to be. However, I don't, I don't think things have changed massively. You know, the performances, I still don't think we're playing, you know, we're not playing like Barcelona. We're not, we're not beating teams. All right, yeah, we have won a few four and five nils, but we're not doing that every single week. Sometimes we've actually, you know, had to battle and grind results out. But the thing is, now, obviously, we've we've got into the top two. We're now top of the league. I think fans would now just accept that. And they, you know, when people say, "I'll take a one nil, you know, own goal or whatever," I don't think people actually believed what they were saying beforehand. Now, I think 
I think they do. I think people will actually take a scrappy win if that means that we stay in the in the top two. And it's just a credit to Darren Moore, really, if we're just carrying on the, in the way that he that he has done. He's obviously set out, set out in a way which we tried to play champagne football last season, and for large parts, obviously it worked. But I mean, we had too many draws. Whereas now this season, um, it is a bit more, um, you know, results based rather than the actual performance. And and yeah there's a lot of people that are eating humble pie and they've openly admitted that on social media saying, look, I, I, I didn't think he was the right man, but he, he definitely is the right man for the job now. And uh, it's great to see. I've always been in the more in camp. I've, I've always felt he'd been playing the long game and that is, you know, that is bearing fruits now that, you know, we've, we've gone on this long unbeaten run and, and we are where we are sit, sitting pretty at the top. Sitting pretty inside the automatic promotion places, and, and, and as we speak uh, right now, beating Plymouth last Saturday, James, that that uh, that was absolutely massive, and it still blows my mind to to see full houses, a packed Hillsborough, you see thirty thousand at Derby and a, a, an Ipswich and other big stadiums in League One. That's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, you don't get that anywhere in the world, really. Do you? That third tier of football. 33,000 fans inside a inside a stadium and you know Plymouth did their bit let's not no let's not discount them they brought three and a half thousand fans all that way from Plymouth which is you know credit to them uh, and we did our bit as well and you know you hear that cliche be the 12th man and sometimes you think really does that really work but on Saturday it definitely did you know every tackle was cheered and jeered every misplaced pass by them was was met with a cheer as well um and yeah obviously we got the early goal it was weird. I don't know whether I was confident or whether I was nervous. I mean, before kickoff, I was definitely nervous because it's one of those where we've had these time and time again where, you know, all you've got to do is win the game and you'll be top of the league. I think we had that against Derby. All we needed to do was was win and we'd have been top and we've, we've missed that opportunity there. And that's kind of been a, a running theme. But this time we actually did what we needed to do. And, you know, it wasn't the... The, the best performance of the season but what we did do is we did a job and we, we stopped Plymouth from playing you know they they were just passing the ball around at the back that needless possession and we didn't get drawn into it and obviously the early goal helped massively the fact that their keeper went off injured also helped the referee didn't help he was he would trying his level best to try and make it 1-1 or 2-1 to them but but no in the end we came through it and it was just a massive sigh of relief at the end and you know fans staying 10 minutes after the after the game and it, it almost felt like it was like a mini cup final and you know look we've come out on top and and we're top of the league it's great I suppose when you keep a clean sheet you've only got to score one goal to get the points <laughs> it's as simple as that isn't it really so uh, you're halfway there if you can keep the door shut at the back uh, that said though James is it fair to say that it's more competitive at the top of league one this season you've got yourselves Plymouth Ipswich Derby and then you've got others coming up on the rails as well. You can't rule out Bolton and Barnsley and, and, and one or two others as well. So those two automatic places, it is going to be super competitive in the next few months. Yeah, well, whoever misses out, whoever comes third, is probably going to be on the biggest points tally that, that a third place finish has ever had, Absolutely. to be fair. And whoever it is, is going to be massively disappointed. And, you know, they'll probably look back on the years and they'll be saying, you know, for the past 10 years, that points tally would have probably gotten promoted. So whoever it is, it's going to be harsh on them. And, and yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, obviously, as, as we record this, we, we get to play Ipswich on, on the weekend. And if we beat Ipswich, Ipswich could finish, could well, could end of the day in fifth place. You know, Derby and, and Bolton could actually leapfrog them. 
and before Christmas, Ipswich were top of the league. So it just it just shows how uh, how things have changed. And if a team can put a decent run together, like Derby have and, and Bolton as well, they're on a decent run. You know, all of a sudden, a, a draw suddenly is not enough. Like you know, a draw feels like a defeat. Luckily, we've had six you know six wins on the bounce in the league, which does massively help. But Derby have done exactly the same. They're on a six game, you know, six games, six wins as well. But you know, the, the gap at the moment is is six points to third place. If you'd have said to me we'd be sat here, you know, in the you know early February with a six point gap to third. I would have, well, I'd have laughed at you to be to be honest, but I'd have definitely snatched your hand off. Absolutely, and it is going to be a roller coaster. There's no doubt about that. Twists and turns to come. It still blows my mind that one of yourselves, Plymouth, Ipswich, and Derby, won't get promoted this season. And given the quality uh, that is at the top end of League One, it's absolutely ridiculous. On on one hand, I suppose, isn't it that there's only those two automatic uh, promotion spots up for grabs? But it is what it is, and you need to make sure that you do all you can to stay either first or second. Yeah, and we're doing it at the moment. You know, uh, people have said that we've not really had a blip. I say that we have. We had three draws consecutively. That's that. Surely that's our blip this season. But you know, if we can, uh, if we can carry it on, and and you know what, the optimism's high. Not only from the players, but the fans as well. I think you know we're starting to believe now, and we say it on our podcast, you know, uh, you don't want to get carried away. And then I say, why not? Let's just get carried away. Why? You know, these things, these times don't come around too often and we've not had them. I think you have to go back to something like in the 1980s for the last time that we were top of any league at any at any point. Um, all right, we were a top of league last season, but that was only after five games. That doesn't really count. But, you know, after Christmas, we've, we've never been at the top of league in my lifetime, which is a mad thing to say. You know, yes, we've had promotions, but we've always kind of come up at the end and, and sneaked into the playoffs. So back in 2012, it were you know, a, a late dash and we, and we got that second place. We've never actually been able to sing in Hillsborough, you know, we are top of the league. So let's just get carried away. Why not? That's what we go to the football for, is it not? Absolutely. hundred uh, percent, James. I, I couldn't agree more. And um, all all credit to, to, to Sheffield Wednesday or Plymouth or whoever might be top at any given time. You shout about it when when you, when you times are good because they don't come around very often. So you make exactly. the most of it. And, and, and that's, I think, as it always should be. So let's talk about the game on on Saturday then, James. Um, a comfortable victory uh, at our place. I think we were Barry Bannoned well and truly on, on that occasion. You won in the Cup at Hillsborough as well. Lee said about that on that Friday night uh, uh, the better really that was definitely one to forget uh, but we are different animals at home and away we are now eight games unbeaten hopefully by the time people listen to this it will be nine uh on after, after our game against forest green on saturday but away from home we've only won once all season and that was against forest green rovers and we are on a horrendous run of away fixtures uh we've had plymouth ipswich derby and now yourselves on Saturday. It doesn't really get much more difficult than that uh, away from home. When you've only won once on the road all season, uh, th- there's no respite. Can you give us any um, little glimmers of light or hope that we can possibly hang our hat on, uh, that we can come to Hillsborough and, and cause any kind of upset? Uh, probably not, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we've not, I think it's something like, 360 minutes of football at home without conceding a goal. Uh, I think that's like six consecutive games at home where we ain't conceded. Like I said, we've won we've won our last six games in all uh, in, in the league. Um, we've kept five consecutive clean sheets, both home and away as well. We've won all our games in 2023. 
in the league. Um, we haven't conceded a goal in 2023 either in the league. So I'm trying, Dave, but I'm not really giving you uh, much hope when you're looking at the recent form, to be perfectly honest. Barry Bannon's back in the side. Uh, he was out of an injury. He's back in. George Byers is also back as well. I'll give you one glimmer of hope. Our strikers aren't scoring. Uh, uh, Lee Gregory and, and Michael Smith uh, haven't scored in a while. Gregory missed a penalty uh, the other week. Um, but we, you know, that being said, other, you know, we, we're not like you said earlier. We're not conceding goals, so one goal is uh, is generally enough. To be fair. And it's not like you've not got reserves on the bench who can come in and, and do, a, do a job. So are, are there anybody, we know Sheffield Wednesday's team inside out pretty much, but from when the last time we spoke, James, is there anybody else that, that, that we need to be aware of? Have you changed your shape and your system uh, or are you pretty similar to what you were? Yeah, it's, we, we tend to play a 3-5-2. I, I don't think 3-5-2 is the formation that Darren Moore wanted to play. Cause at the, in the in the off-season, he brought in um, Malik Wilkes uh, and brought in Alex Mighton on loan from Nottingham Forest, who are out-and-out wingers. They're not wing-backs. But and he's tried to get them into the side. But I think he's just come to the realisation that we just play a lot better in a 3-5-2. Obviously, we've had a lot of injuries at the back as well. You know, we've had Michael Ahequa, we brought him from Rotherham. He's he's out for the season. Ben Hennigan, we brought him from Wimbledon. Uh, he was he started the season well. He's also out for the season as well. So that's been difficult. Obviously, we had Mark McGuinness, who I think played uh, will have played in the last two times we've we've met. Um, he's gone back to Cardiff. So we have had setbacks. However, we have Akin Fumero, who got injured at the start of the season. He's come back in, and it looks like he's been playing all season. Um, we only brought one player in in January transfer window, and that was Aidan Flint. Brought him on loan from Stoke. Uh, again, he played against Plymouth, and you wouldn't have thought that he'd not played since October with the way that he commanded. Six foot six, absolute monster. Obviously, people will know him from his time at Cardiff and um, and the other, you know other clubs that he's played. That is a header and a kicker, and he, he's you know he's fantastic at it as well. Um, yeah, other than that, everything's pretty much the same, to be honest. Like I said, we're playing that 3-5-2 formation. Darren Moore does like to mix things up. He doesn't play a settled side week in, week out. Obviously, injuries do play its part, but even without injuries, he does like to rotate players. Like I said, the the front two tend to get rotated, mainly because they're not scoring, to be honest. Um, but yeah, by by and large, you've got your Barry Barons, your Will Volks, George Byers, and I think that midfield three would walk into most championship sides to be honest uh, we are quite blessed to have players like that and you mentioned like players that come off the bench as well you know if uh, you know, we've got Josh Windass we've got Gregory and Smith we can only play two of them more, more often than not so there's one of those sat on the bench waiting to waiting to come in which is always a, a great advantage I'm so glad I got you on the podcast, James. Thanks very much indeed for that. Um, <laughs> all jokes aside, uh, always always great to chat. Really appreciate it. I, I, you, you're obviously predicting uh, a Sheffield Wednesday victory on Saturday, so I won't ask you that. But what I will ask you is, have you got enough to get promoted? I think I know the answer. And have you got enough to win the actual title itself? Yeah, well, we're top on goal difference at the moment. We have got a game in hand uh, over both hips, which I'm Plymouth as well, which I think comes in the middle of March. You know, the, the fact that we're 16 games unbeaten, we don't look like we're going to concede a goal, let alone uh, lose a game. Yeah, it, it's it's all looking great. You know, obviously things can always change, but going on recent performances and the way that Darren Moore keeps so level-headed in his interviews and, and everything, he doesn't get too excited when on the highs and he doesn't get too downbeat on the lows. 
on the face of it as a fan you think oh, come on just get excited you want to see some passion but but you know it, it seems to be working at the moment and it, i think he's keeping everyone on a on an even keel and you know we you know on paper you know we should have we, we should be top of the league and that's where we are now so i'm i've got all the belief in in darren moore and the team that we can that we can do it as long as we can stave off some of these injuries because we didn't really strengthen that much in january we let two people go back on loan and we only brought one person in so that was a bit of a little bit of a disappointment but as long as we can keep the injuries away there's no reason why we can't be uh, lifting some silverware, albeit League One title, but it all uh, it all counts. Uh, always look forward to coming to Hillsborough uh, on a Tuesday night under the floodlights, uh, and hopefully we can avoid a Valentine's Day massacre. Well, exactly. Um, well, yeah, it, it's not gone down well with the uh, with the other half. Let's say that I'm going <laughs> to no, I know, I know the feeling there, but but I told that I'm spending it with uh, with my other love of my life. So uh, yeah. And Wednesday till I die, James. One of the best uh, fans-led podcasts out there. How do we? Uh, how do we hear your work? Yeah, we're on all the major podcasting platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Just just type in the Wednesday till I die podcast, uh, and you can follow us quite active on Twitter as well at WTID Pod. So uh, yeah, you can uh, see what we're tweeting about on there. James, always a pleasure. Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season after Tuesday. Uh, not that you need it, of course, uh, but good luck anyway. It's going to be super exciting in the next few months, that's for sure. Dave, thank you very much, mate. Do uh, Enjoy the rest of your season. And fingers crossed, Morecambe stay up this season. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.